It's time for your NBA fix. It's time for your NBA fix. This is the Big Show Daily Assist. Featuring all the latest news and insight on the association. Now joining the Big Show. Senior NBA writer for The Athletic, Sam Amick. On 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. All right, out to the T-Mobile special guest line we go. T-Mobile and Sprint are coming together to build the best wireless company around. Visit T-Mobile.com for online services and local store availability. From The Athletic, he's our friend Sam Amick. And, boy, Sam, what a what a long year this has been. No question, guys. Longest, you know, in, in NBA history, longest certainly in my career, um, it's funny because then I, you know, I get home from the bubble the other day, and and you know, admittedly, you're you're trying to unplug a little bit, and then the the news just keeps coming. I mean, and an active day today, obviously, with coaches getting hired and GM stepping down, and but uh, yeah, I mean, it's incredible to think that for me, this season started on that trip to India with the Kings in Indiana, um, you know, where that just it seems like it was two years ago, and that was. <laughs> last October. So it's pretty wild. So you're still working, but it's good to be home. Yeah. I'm kind of splitting the difference. I mean, today's active. Um, I think in a few minutes here and I talk to, uh, I mean, we'll see, but I think I'm going to be talking to Daryl Morey and Tillman Fertitta about Daryl's decision. So see if any, you know, for the listeners who don't know, obviously the Rockets GM stepped down today. So yeah, I mean it's you know the Tyron Lue thing. I was I didn't work on that one, but the Clippers hiring him. But but you certainly are just kind of making calls and tracking things. Sam, I, I absolutely we need to dig into that rocket stuff with you today. That's a that's a necessity. But before we move on to that, I, I do want to get your thoughts on on the bubble and your personal experience and uh, the NBA's guidance in in pulling something off that has never happened before. You were right in the middle of it. And and it's been great following along with you and checking in with you. But put a bu- put a wrap on the bubble experience for us. Yeah, I mean, like a lot of others have said, you know, first and foremost, give the NBA and the players union a lot of credit uh, for pulling it off. You know, and I don't think that people quite understand how bad of shape the league would have been in if they couldn't pull this off. You know, I, I've talked to people from the league about it in terms of like that hypothetical of what if the bubble fell apart two weeks in. Um, I just, I, I legitimately think that, you know, the future of the league might be in trouble, at least in terms of like the, you know, the, the place that it has carved out in sporting society, I guess, and the type of business that they're used to doing. I mean, they've taken a massive hit because of the pandemic. But this was more than a Band-Aid. I mean, this was a, a big old, you know, kind of gauze pad that, that really helped stop the bleeding. So I give them credit. And then for me, I guess just more subjectively, um, it was mostly a great experience. I mean, work-wise, really happy I did it. It's funny, the timing of visiting with you guys today. I'm sitting in my garage. We're not, you know, now like kind of figuring out my new routine, my new rhythm. Um, so I was getting a little workout in, which is in the bubble that would be in the, the hotel gym or, or on the pickleball court. And so uh, as you guys called, I was opening the uh, 
the newly delivered box of pickleball paddles that just showed up at my house. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so I'm taking a little a little piece of the bubble home with me, and then try to to get a net set up and have fun with the, you know, our sons with that game. But I mean, it was it was a neat experience, and you know, and I do I'm getting a little uh, I have a hard time when people some people anyway on social media and stuff are celebrating you know the NBA Finals ratings being down and folks who who didn't necessarily like seeing Black Lives Matter on the court and didn't like the social justice messaging. And, uh, you know, I, I just, that bothers me because I, for one, I mean, most sports other than the NFL are, are down ratings wise pretty seriously anyway. So it's, it's a narrative that, you know, I think says more about the person pretending that it's just the NBA than it does anything else. But beyond that, I, you know, I just, I learned a few things about, uh, it was, it was neat to see a lot of people who, who do have skin in the game and who, did have something to lose uh, financially, uh, be willing to do what they believe was the right thing, even if it came at the expense of, you know, some of their business. Um, so, you know, that part I thought was substantive and memorable and, and hopefully makes a difference. Did that experience, Sam, create new relationships for you uh, that could be useful for you, but also just friendships and getting to know people a little better and, on top of that, did the players take advantage of that sort of situation? And you think relationships may have been cemented there as well? Yeah, I feel like there's layers to that. Like the players amongst each other, I think it definitely, you know, some teams bonded and got closer. And I think maybe some teams, you know, kind of learned that maybe they, they weren't in, in the greatest place chemistry-wise. And I think it almost, the bubble had a, you know, for, I think for everybody had a almost a revealing effect. It, it kind of made you look at yourself. Like when I had a hard time in quarantine on the front end, when I just, I'll be honest with you guys, not to get too deep, but like I kind of learned that, like, all right, I got a few control issues. I have a hard time when, when people tell me I can't go here and I can't go there. And so I didn't really enjoy quarantine. And then once I got out, I mean, the hotel was nice enough, but we were confined to a pretty limited space. And so it's just, there's an intensity with everybody, players, coaches, executives, media members, that it, it kind of made you look at yourself. But then it also, yeah, it definitely formed different bonds. Um, and for me, you know, I, I mentioned the pickleball. Like, it's weird to now count some NBA referees as people that I'm very friendly with. You know, like if I see Zach, if I if I see Zach Zarba in a bar uh, on the road next year, if we ever get back to those days where we're out and about, you know, I'm absolutely gonna go say hello and have a beer with them. Uh, I, I would not have done that before. You know, same thing with Scott Foster and Kane Fitzgerald and Eric Lewis. Um, you know, executives with the NBA, one guy, and I feel bad, I don't know his exact title, but he works in the basketball operations department for the NBA. Um, David Booth was a former player, a scout for the Pelicans. And just this guy that, like, I didn't get to know him that well, but he's like a wonderful kind of soul, and I, I thought he was always a nice guy to talk to. And then for what we do, I mean, one day, you know, I had actually hit up Adam Silver and said, hey, uh, you should roll by the pickleball court and say hello. And sure enough, he did. He was on a bike uh, bike ride, and he came by. And, I mean, I know Adam pretty well, but in that kind of a setting, he comes by and we talked off the record for a half an hour, you know. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was it, there were parts of it that were a reporter's dream for sure. 
All right, Sam, let's talk about the Rockets a little bit today because I think that is a major, major story that has possibly been coming for a while. But uh, Daryl Morey steps down. What uh, What is your take on what's going on in Houston and where they go from here? Uh, well, I mean, they're they're promoting Rafael Stone, who about a year ago was their legal counsel, top attorney for the team, uh, has been increasingly involved in basketball operations, Um you know, I think took on the assistant GM title this year. So Rafael is the new GM of the Rockets. I mean, that's the move. There's not a search. Um, Rafael is the guy. And, you know, Daryl, I don't know what to make of it. I mean, and, again, I'd, I'll maybe have more answers in a few minutes here, but um, I'm surprised that he's stepping down at the end of the season when, you know, when everything went down with Mike D'Antoni. I know this much, that Daryl was very disappointed with Mike's decision, um, but I think I, I got the sense. I don't want to speak for Daryl, but like I just kind of felt like you know Mike and Daryl had their relationship in a good place. Well, Mike and, and Tillman Fertitta, the Rockets owner, did not. So if I was in Daryl's shoes, I guess I'll just put it that way. Like if I was Daryl, I would be disappointed, frustrated that 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 I seemingly did my job, and and you know we should be able to bring this coach back, but he has feelings about the owner that are an obstacle to that. Um, so that's kind of like the first time you looked at it and said, okay, I wonder if that was the beginning of the end for Daryl and the Rockets. Then you have the coaching search. Um, I've been hearing for a very long time that for years, for that Jeff Gundy was a real uh, favorite of Daryl's and a guy that he would love to bring in. And then you kind of see now that John Lucas, the assistant coach for the Rockets, who has a great reputation, appears to be a, a front runner for that job. So I'm curious, like, did, did Daryl have frustrations within this coaching search that maybe his powers were kind of getting usurped? I don't have clarity on to what degree, you know, Daryl's infamous tweet about, uh, you know, supporting Hong Kong and the protesters in relation to, you know, their conflict with China, what part that played. Because Tillman stood by Daryl during that time when they lost 20 plus million dollars, you know, in, in revenue because of the fallout, um, I don't know. I mean, I can't imagine it's not related at all, but I don't think that's the kind of front and center item here. There's other news about uh, Ty Lu being hired by the Clippers and uh, rumors about Stan Van Gundy uh, being a front runner in New Orleans. Uh, what do you make of those uh, items? Yeah, I mean, the Ty Lu one makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, obviously, he we thought he was going to get the Lakers job a year ago. You know, couldn't come to terms with the Lakers, and he was, you know, Doc Rivers' right hand man with the Clippers. Um, when the Clippers, you know, had a parting of the ways with Doc, you kind of thought right away that, you know, maybe they they jumped on that decision because they didn't want to let Ty get away. You know, and he was getting pursued by Houston, he was getting pursued by Philly, pursued by New Orleans, and so. Part of me, I'd you know, be surprised if they can't get that deal done. Uh, you know, and obviously they did today. So that's, I mean, he was the guy with pole position. And, and I think with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, um, seemingly they have good relationships with Ty. And this would not have been a good summer to try something just wildly different than Doc. So there's a comfort level there that I'm sure helped Ty's case and also a championship resume as a coach. So with Stan Van Gundy, I don't know. I don't know what to think. I mean, that 
I like Stan a lot. Um, I, I would see that as unorthodox. You know, Stan's been wanting to get back in. I had him on my podcast about a month ago, at, you know, asking him that question, do you want to get back in? And, and he seemed at the time like one of those kind of, you know, second-level candidates. He just wasn't getting talked about a lot. But he's an incredible basketball mind. It's always been a case of his ability to stay connected with his players. And I don't know. I, I feel like with Zion Williamson, doesn't mean – I mean, this move very well might pay off and, and be a good fit if that's what they end up doing. But he kind of felt like with Zion, you're going to you're gonna have a candidate that comes as more – just to put it bluntly, with more of a player's coach identity. So uh, I'm curious to see if, if that's ultimately the move. Sam, uh, give us your thoughts and takeaways from the Utah Jazz season as a whole and what their offseason might look like. Yeah, I mean, really good season, and you feel for them because you run into a Denver team where it's just wildly entertaining basketball, where they have nothing to be ashamed of, um, but you know, couldn't ultimately get the job done. And obviously, up three-one, and that's painful. Uh, I, I we've talked about it before. I mean, I like their core, you know, and, and is you know, is Donovan going to sign an extension? Is Rudy going to get an extension? You know, what do you do with Bogdanovich? Um, so I like the core, but they, you know, they're one of those teams that because they didn't get nearly as far as they wanted, you got to, you got to talk to teams about every, you know, anything and everything. The Mike Conley move kind of had mixed results. And, you know, and I think uh, nothing surprises me in today's NBA. So, you know, while I give a big thumbs up to their effort and, and the type of basketball they play, I think you'd be naive if you didn't, you know, acknowledge that. Um, I think the Miller family is probably hoping for more. So I don't know what that means in the offseason, or if they're just. There is part of me that would be surprised if they just run it back. I think there's going to be another, another big wrinkle of some sort. I just don't know what it is. Do you think there will be blockbuster deals in this offseason, or mm-hmm. is is just the fact that the season the offseason is now going to unfurl the way with so many other kind of unusual things that uh, things will simmer down a little bit uh, between now and whenever the next season starts no i mean i could see him ramping up you know i mean you've got you know the situation in philly you know what does elton brand want to do out there with his group um you know and, and really what how does doc see their roster you know, are they going to continue forward with joel and ben and and those guys, um, you look at even in my neck of the woods in Sacramento, Buddy Hill situation. The Kings want to hold on to him, but you've got a really good shooter, one of the best three-point shooters in the game, you know, who might be available at some point. Doesn't appear to be right now, but uh, I could see movement. I just think that partly because the activity got shut down for the most part from like March to you know to June. Um, even farther than that. So I could see it ramping up. I just, I don't know what form that takes. You know, the Pacers with Victor Oladipo is another situation to watch as he gets closer to free agency. Um, just trying to run. I mean, he, honestly, with the Daryl Morey news, and I just don't have clarity on this, I don't know. I mean, what's James Harden thinking right now? You know, the guy who traded for him and the guy who designed that whole offensive system around him is gone, and then the coach that he definitely was on the same page with is also gone. So 
you know, could there be, you know, a blockbuster there? Um, again, not not sure yet. These are just unanswered questions. We talked a, a lot about these sorts of things with you last week, but we saw news today that uh, the NBA and NBA PA agree to extend their deadline to serve notice on terminating the collective bargaining agreement, and it appears like both sides uh, appear to be working well together still. Um, how, uh, I guess, how monumental are some of these things to get next season back up and going? How much work is there to be done? Yeah, I mean, they just got to agree on the on the, the revenue split and on, you know, and figure out what the cap's going to be. And it's just, it's a rewriting of the rules, so to speak. And it's got to be done in the kind of way that is conducive to both sides. So I think they'll get it done in the next week or two. Uh, I'd be shocked if they don't. And I think they'll be on their way. I mean, both sides have been pretty clear that there's not much, if any, concern about a work stoppage or any, you know, either side digging in. Uh, they both there's like this recognition that these are extraordinary times and and they need to treat this thing more like partners than they do foes and and like you said, Jake, they're still kind of using that uh that kind of that approach and that attitude and I think they'll get it worked out. Sam, a team you're pretty familiar with through the years, the Warriors. I, I was talking with Jake and I saw that the they're one of the favorites for next season, not at the absolute top, but they're among the favorites. Do you think the Warriors are going to just storm right back into the picture and be that competitive right off the bat? I think they'll get there for sure. I mean, it's going to be fun to watch. I mean, selfishly for me, because I'm in Northern California, you know, I get another team that's a, a drive away instead of a flight that's a, that's really worth watching if we're, in fact, able to go and do media. I mean, I think they're going to be good. They – Steph and Clay are going to come back with a chip on their shoulder because they have been forgotten. I mean, they've been almost completely forgotten. If you talk to people around the league um, and fans and just the conversation, you know, people have forgotten about the Warriors. And, and I get it. I know why. But, you know, Clay is the one. He actually put an Instagram video up today or yesterday where he was doing some track work outside and he was saying that he's like, man, all the respect to track and field athletes because this is a different kind of grind. He was, he was on a track somewhere just doing some serious sprinting work. And this kind of reminded you that this dude has been trying to make his way back for, I guess, uh, let's see, six, uh, I mean, you're talking 16 months at this point. So, you know, add a couple more to that, 18, 19 months later, he's going to be playing, you know, for something for real. And Draymond Green, I'm, I'm assuming he, he'll come back in really good shape. You know, and then it's the case of Andrew Wiggins and, you know, how does he fit in? And today, Arshan Sharania had an interesting little rumor, a tidbit about the Warriors being interested in Dwight Howard, which is something that they've explored in the past, like back before he was a minimum salary player, you know, and he had a good run with the Lakers. So he's not a, he's not a minimum guy anymore, but you know, I don't know. I actually think that say what you will about his personality, but I think you know maybe Dwight could be a good fit with the Warriors. So um, yeah, I think they'll be they'll be good. It's just the West is loaded in general. The Nuggets aren't going anywhere. Um, you know, the Jazz aren't going anywhere. Blazers still have a good thing going. So I would put the Warriors, you know, kind of in that that top three fold. 
Well, Sam, I know that uh, Jake feels this way. You may be a tad bit tired right now after a long, long season, a strange season, but it's been a pleasure having you on our show all year like it was in past years, and we appreciate uh, your contributions. We know our listeners really enjoy listening to you, so uh, thanks for doing it. And let me add this. The next time you're in Salt Lake City, if the weather is right, bring those uh, pickleball paddles because I've got mine right here. I'm ready for you. Nice. So I'm on a, I like so. it. I like it, Gordon. I mean, guys, thank you. Uh, hopefully I was, you know, had, had fewer tired days than non-tired days, but <laughs> always enjoy talking to you guys, and we've been doing this for a long time now, so I appreciate you too. Thank yeah. you. Thank you, Sam. We appreciate you. Have a have a great off season, whatever it may look like. You got it. Thanks, Jake. Thanks, Gordon. That's our friend Sam Amick, uh, wrapping up another year of uh, his appearance on the show, Gordon Weekly. And uh, he's he's tremendous at what he does. And this sure has been is. just such a wild season. And, you know, this goes for all our Daily Assist guests. But but they've been so great with us and continue to come on with us. And, and this, you know, the basketball may not have been being played in those, you know, April, May, June, July months, Gordon. But there were still stories every single day happening and I think it was extremely valuable uh, to have them continue to come on the show during it all, even though it was a, a few more appearances than they're used to. Uh, but I, I felt like all that information was all extremely valuable to the sports fan. And, man, they're great. I can't say enough about Sam. Yeah, yeah, Sam's terrific. All of them are. And we've had lunch with Sam. We've sat down. We've enjoyed time with him and had great discussions with him, both uh, involving basketball and outside of that. So, uh, yeah, Sam's just he's terrific. Can you imagine if you're at the bubble and Adam Silver is pedaling by? <laughs> and you just stand there and talk to him for half an hour? That's pretty cool. Pretty cool stuff. For some reason, I, I can't picture Adam Sandler looking, or Adam Sandler, Adam Silver looking cool on a bike rolling around there in Orlando. Adam Silver doesn't look cool doing anything. So, oh, come on. You guys are being too harsh. Or or maybe he, maybe you don't even know it's him. Maybe he's got the full suit and those that aerodynamic uh, helmet that's covered in spandex. <laughs> oh, he's one of those who takes it very he's seriously. very into it. Very seriously. Yeah, I could see that. Or actually. is it a big trike with a basket on the back? Yeah. I don't, it's, it's one just, or the other. There's no cruising. in between. Yeah. I don't know. Would you try to hit a pickleball at him? <laughs> just for the story? Haven't you ever seen that? Uh, is it a football that that video online where somebody just picks off a bicyclist with a football? Have you no. ever seen that? Oh. Oh. It's not, it wasn't very nice, but it's kind of funny. Huh. Oh, jeez! Would you <laughs> right right up your alley, right? That's Jake's sense of humor, right there. It's probably Jake that did it. Uh, I wouldn't do something like that, but I would laugh if I was there. <laughs> okay. You're more stick a broomstick through the front spokes type of guy. Now that's dangerous. <laughs> that's dangerous, sir. All right, we'll have more Big Show coming up next. Big thanks to Sam Amick for jumping on with us. More next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.